five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to another episode of Holy Half Hour. My name is Michael. With me, as always, is my co-host, Kieran. You are here, I hope, for a half an hour slice of excellent Christian entertainment with games, quizzes, top threes, unlikely worship songs, and a Bible fact. This week, we are looking at a Bible fact from the book of Song of Songs. Kieran, how are you, my friend? I am very well, Michael. Yes, good to good to see you, my friend. It's good to be back. Looking forward to this one. It's going to be a really great episode, and we have so much to squeeze into half an hour for your audio delight listeners. So we're just going to smash right into things with a game. So here we go. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran, Michael and Kieran. Okay, Kieran, today's quiz game is called Bible Sandwich. (laughs) I am in the middle of copywriting this concept, (laughs) but I think you're going to like it. I think so too. Um, But because it's Bible Sandwich, Kieran, and I know you're a big fan of bread, aren't you? Oh, I love bread. Yes, it's well, well known amongst our mutual friends that I love a bit of bread. It's completely dry. The drier, the better. The, the harder to digest, the better. <laughs> Absolutely. Kieran very fervently <laughs> prays the line in the Lord's Prayer, give us today our daily bread. If you're praying it as a, as a group, he'll just scream that one to the rafters when you hear. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you had yeah. to choose, Kieran, favorite sandwich, go. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I love like, uh, there are so many, to be honest. Mm. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is I, I do love a plowman's. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, lo- I love a, you know, whatever is in a plowman's cheese and pickle. And I don't even remember what's in it. I just remember yes. that I like oh, it. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good uh, one. It's a good that's one. a nice one. It's a classic. Yeah. I, for me, it kind of has to be peanut butter and jam. Simply mm. because like as a vegan... Uh, which I am, listeners, we don't talk about that very often. Um, <laughs> there's not that many sam- go-to sandwich fillings, really. But peanut butter and jam is really strong. So uh, sometimes it feels yeah. more like a dessert than a sandwich, but, you know, that's okay, too. I never really I never really grew up with the PB&J, and it's mm. never really a thing I've done, particularly. Um, but I do, I do have peanut butter on toast almost every day, because yeah. peanut butter is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, same. Did you... I mean, we will get to the game, but did you have peanut butter in your house growing up? Because we did not. It wasn't really a thing. Did, was it a thing in this country when we were growing up? I can't remember. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd remember having peanut butter at times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I definitely never tried it until I was an adult, for sure. Right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Hmm. But okay. now, like you, Kieran, it's an everyday occurrence yeah. for me. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I will say, I don't think I had good peanut butter until I was an adult. Mm. Because that now I buy like the proper stuff that's basically just peanuts and nothing else. Absolutely. Rather than the rather than the sugary, salty nonsense. Yeah, pure, unadulterated, mashed up peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough about sandwiches of the peanut yeah. nature. I want to talk to you about Bible sandwiches, Kieran. So, here's the quiz. You got three questions with an option for a fourth, depending on how it goes. <laughs> and, okay. Um, Basically, I'm going to give you a book in the Bible, and you've got to tell me 
which book is on either side of it. So the ah. book I give you is the filling of the sandwich, and the books nice. you give me are the bread of the sandwich. Um, I have uh, been memorizing the order of the books of the Bible, Kieran, and I now know them all off by heart. But I realized that I didn't know them. Like, as a Christian for a number of years, you kind of know, like, you, you know-ish, but you don't necessarily know mm. exactly, right? Yeah, so yeah. I just want to pre, uh, pre-curse this game with no judgment here. I only learned off by heart <laughs> the books of the Bible in order this year. Um, I knew mm. them vaguely, but I didn't know them for sure, for sure. But basically, Kieran, I want the listeners at home to compete against you. So what you're going to do is I'm going to give you the book. Then you're going to give me a number, one, two, or three. And that is how many books either side, how many pieces of bread you think you can get. So for example, if I said 2 John, for example, the letter of 2 John in the New Testament, then and you said one, then you would have to give me the the single book either side, which in this case would be 1 John. And third, John, <laughs> that's a good example. Um, whereas if you said two, then you'd have to give me the two books before and the two books after. If you said three, it'd be the three books before and the three books after. And the last thing to say, because I think this could be quite tricky, especially working backwards, is you're allowed pen and paper, Kieran, if you want pen and paper. So you can like write, write things out. Well, that's very kind. So does that make sense? There's a lot of information there. Bible sandwich. Yep. And I get to call how many books either side of the book in question I'm going to try and name. Exactly. And then yeah. if you, for example, said one, then the listeners at home could say two and beat you. Mm. Ah, mm. But we would never know, so yeah. it's okay. So yeah. here is Bible Sandwich number one, Kieran, and it is Deuteronomy. <laughs> okay. One, two, or three. Let's think. Oh, I want you to to gut react how many you're going to go with. Three. Okay, great. Well, let's hear it. Well, so on on the if we're going forwards uh-huh. to the right of Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. uh, the three are Joshua, Judges, Ruth. Yeah. But now let's try and go backwards. Uh... <laughs> Listeners, I wish you could see Kieran's face. Numbers, Leviticus, Exodus. Hey, there we go. It's like the, this has never happened to me, but that feels like what I imagine it's like to be pulled over by the police and have to stand on one leg and do the (laughs) alphabet backwards or whatever it is they do in America. So hard. Counting things backwards, I find very difficult. I I feel the same. That's why I said you can have pen and paper if you want to, because I would write them forwards and then read them out backwards. It's hard doing, I can't do the alphabet backwards. I've never learned that. I don't know about you. (laughs) No, no. Well, well done, Kieran. Three points for that one. So... Good job. Here is Bible sandwich number two, Ephesians. Ooh. Gut reaction, one, two, or three. Uh, I'm going to say one in oh, a panic. Okay, uh, okay. One it is then. Listeners at home, you can beat Kieran if you uh, get more than one either side of Ephesians. So you only need to give me the book before and the book after Ephesians, Kieran. Yeah. Oh, man. This is going to be embarrassing. It's hard. Ephesians. See, this is one of those things, just while Kieran's thinking. When you just know 
all those Pauline epistles are in that area. You know, you know where to go for them. You don't necessarily take that moment in time to think mm. to know the exact order of these epistles. Yeah, yeah. So there's no shame here, Kieran, if you don't know the exact yeah. order. Well, I, I, well, yeah. Well, I will say I am not well versed on the order of books of the Bible. Mm. When I'm when I'm looking them up, I can find them quite quickly yeah. in a list. But I am not like. I have never tried to memorize them all in sequence. Um, and I, I missed that weekend at Bible camp or whatever <laughs> it is where, where all of our, our peers learned that. Because I've heard, I've heard the song, the books of the Bible song that they all used to sing, but I never yeah. learned it myself. Maybe it's more of an American thing than a British thing. I'd be surprised if many people listening actually know off by heart the books of the bible because like i say until this year when i deliberately made a decision to learn them i didn't know it off by heart so Mm. okay enough stalling kieran what comes before ephesians what are you gonna guess i think galatians and i think Uh colossians is after all right i don't know i don't know okay you're ready to find out Uh, yeah i've got no idea totally lost so it is galatians is the piece of bread before ephesians but philippians yeah, is yeah. afterwards it's philippians it was... and then colossians yeah yes comes after it man does indeed lecrae helped me there because he has a line about where he says i read galatians and i keep reading ephesians I keep reading and they're ephesians. next to each other yeah, yeah they're next to each other in the bible which is a nice little <laughs> helpful thing there unlucky kieran if you said three then it's first corinthians second corinthians galatians ephesians in the middle Philippians, mm. Colossians, First Thessalonians. Okay, mm. Kieran, number three. It's a hard one, and this is the, okay. we'll do this one as the last one, I think. Nahum or Nahum? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> right into the minor prophets. <laughs> minor prophets. You, you trickster. <laughs> for me, this was the hardest oh, part to memorize for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. What are you going to say? One, two, or three? No shame I mean, I'll one. have to say, hey, am I allowed, what about 0.5? <laughs> is that allowed? Uh, yes, 0.5 is allowed. Nahum. Well, I might only, I might only get 0.5 at best, but I, I'll, I'll say, first of all, I don't really know, so this is mostly a guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like Obadiah's there somewhere, mm-hmm. that Nahum and Obadiah are touching yeah. on the left or on the right. But I okay. don't remember. I'll tell you what, if and you I guess two no... books, I'll let them be in either position. You don't have to sh- save it before or after. Oh, okay. You can just okay. guess two books. Right, right. Okay. Oh, what's the dude's name? You know. That guy. Uh, yeah, that guy. Uh, no, I'm not going to say him. I'm going to say Micah. Okay. I think Micah is one of them. You're going to say Micah? I'm, so Micah, and what was the other thing I said? Obadiah. Obadiah is what you said, yeah. Let's let's hope Obadiah is actually a book of the Bible, because <laughs> I'm even I'm even doubting that at this point. Okay, so you're going with Obadiah and Micah. Yeah. Okay, let's find out if you're right. Ah, uh, surprise, surprise! Oh, Do you, are, are either of them correct? Micah is yeah the book before Nahum. And Habakkuk I felt, is the one afterwards. Uh, Habakkuk. Oh, that's the that's the guy. When I said, <laughs> "What's the dude's name?" It was Habakkuk, and then I went from Micah instead. Oh man, oh, uh, oh it's hard. Well, it's I felt hard I felt confident. I felt confident about Micah, and uh, much less so, I will say, in my defence about Obadiah. Yeah, I felt like Obadiah was a long shot. That was a hard one. That one. Um, 
Well, yeah, yeah. if you said three at home or two or one, then it goes Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, and Haggai. Mm. That's a hard one. Okay. Well, Kieran, that was Bible Sandwich. So uh, it was a toughie, but I think you did pretty well, mm. considering I think if those people listening at home are really honest with themselves, that's a really difficult quiz. Thanks, man. I don't feel horribly embarrassed. Only slightly. But I really enjoyed that. Honestly, I enjoyed that. So thank you, man. It was good. Thank you. Ooh, unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. All right, Michael. It's time for another unlikely worship song. If you're new to the show, folks... Unlikely worship songs. Well, it began as a sort of way to explore maybe topics about faith and maybe passages of the Bible that you don't hear so often in songs. We thought it could be a way to sort of shed light on maybe some unexplored parts of scripture or some tough questions that maybe we don't sing about in church as often as we could. But really, it's degenerated into an opportunity for me to just write really daft, <laughs> short comedy songs and, and make Michael listen to yeah. them. And they are sort of tangentially related to, to the Bible or to Christian life. <laughs> so that's why it is now. And on that note, here's another one. <laughs> we wouldn't change it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Michael, uh, this week's and next week's are in keeping with our theme, at mm. least. So this is a Song of Songs related, nice, nice. unlikely worship song. I have, and this song, it's a double, double, a double treat for you, Michael. It's a song, but it's also a little quiz at the same time. Ooh. I have taken a few passages from Song of Songs and kind of rammed them together in this sort of amalgam mm-hmm. and turned it into a, a musical song. Nice. And I've taken out certain key words and I've replaced them with sounds. And I just want you, Michael, to guess as the song goes along, what are, what are the words meant to be? You're hearing a sound as a substitute for the word. So just tell me what the word is supposed to nice. be. Nice. Okay. The first one, I will give you a little hint here. The first one will be incredibly familiar <laughs> to you and to longtime fans of the show. I uh, can't wait to hear it. Shall I, shall I play, Kieran? Yeah, go for it. Go okay, for it. here we go. How beautiful you are, my darling Your eyes behind your veil are like Your hair is like a flock of Descending from the hills of Gilead Your teeth are like a flock of Just shorn Coming up from the your are like a scarlet ribbon and your is lovely <laughs> I love it I love it Kieran very very good well I like that it's a quiz but the only problem mm. with making a quiz <laughs> about the book of the bible that I have for the week to research <laughs> Is that uh, I've done my research just before? Uh, before uh, yeah, that, so <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you've you've done your homework. And, uh, Absolutely. What's really cool yeah. is um, when I was doing my my research for Song of Songs, I go to a lot of sources, but one of the places I tend to go to is uh, is the Bible Project, because why wouldn't you? They're mm. great. 
And um, of course, the the video of the viral project that goes through uh, Song of Songs has a picture of that verse <laughs> where the person's face is all of the parts are substituted for the things. <laughs> so, for example, <laughs> the eyes are two doves. <laughs> uh, the, ho- the the hair is a flock yeah, of yeah. goats. The teeth are are sheep. Um, it's really funny. The neck is like a wall. Um, so it's really funny. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I know them all. So uh, your eyes behind your veil okay. are doves. Your hair is like a flock of goats descending from the hills of Gilead. Your mm-hmm. teeth are like a flock of sheep just shorn coming up from yep. the uh, river. Because I know that they're wet. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're along the right lines. It's it's not that word. It's a different yeah. word. Um, you might have to tell me. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not abundantly clear from the sound effect. Uh, it's coming up from the washing. <laughs> from the washing, that's right. So that's yeah, supposed yeah. to be like a scrubbing sound. Uh, that was the that idea. Makes sense. But uh, um, yeah, yeah. I I'm trying to remember the scarlet ribbon. Is it? Gosh, is it lips like a scarlet ribbon? Mm-hmm. Spot Your on. something is lovely. That's the one that's really stumping me. I don't remember that. I'm going mm. to guess. Mm. Voice, because it's next to river and it's lips. Yeah, you you're not far off. You're not far off. It is related to lips mm. very closely, but it's it's not voice. You have to tell me, I think. Uh, it's mouth. Mouth, mouth. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's a good one, Kieran. Very funny song, and I recommend looking at the Bible Project uh, yeah. poster of <laughs> Song of Songs I... and seeing that face. You won't. You can never quite unsee it after you've seen it for the first time. Yeah, I, I'm very keen to see it. Maybe we can share it uh, through on our social media or something. Yeah, definitely. As well, I'll post a link uh, on the Instagram yeah. and on the Facebook at Holy Half yeah. Hour, so you can see the uh, the picture from from uh, Bible Project. Well, Michael, when I when I started out this recording for today, uh, I, I my original idea was to like take a passage from Song of Songs that was maybe a bit, you know. Uh, not not suitable necessarily, <laughs> like for yeah. kids, and to like try and make it into something child friendly in a humorous <laughs> way. But but replacing the things with sound effects somehow makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely makes it sound like you're bleeping <laughs> inappropriate words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And when I was doing like the sound for lips there and stuff, as I was doing it, I was thinking, yeah, this is definitely like this is going more like. This is getting more dangerous, not less. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Well, um, that was very good, and I look forward to exploring more about Song of Songs in our uh, Bible Facts part, Kieran. <laughs> Me too. Hmm. Okay, Kieran, I have made a special new segment to the podcast. Because I think we need something new. And I'm hoping that this one can become a recurring segment. But I'm not sure how it's going to go, to be honest. So <laughs> I guess we'll okay. see. Um, I'm excited, The man. listeners will have heard a special jingle that uh, I have made just for this segment. But for your benefit, Kieran, this is called Hmms. <laughs> okay. As in, it's about hymns. And it's also going to make you think. Hymns. <laughs> um, nice. So what I've done is I have taken 
an old hymn. This one is hymn number 105 in the uh, Anglican hymnal Old and New. Classic. And it's by Charles Wesley. Of course. And basically, I'm going to give you three lines. And then the fourth line, uh, I'm going to give you three options. One is the real line for the hymn. <laughs> and two, I made up. And you just have to guess which is the correct line that matches this hymn. And we've only got one question because it's just a short little thing. And if, it, if it's good, we'll do mm -hmm. it again next week. And if it's not, we'll pretend we never did it this week. So <laughs> now I want you to close your eyes because this can be quite difficult. I want you to really focus on okay. these words because I don't want to have to repeat them 10 mm -hmm. times. So here we go. This right. is the hymn. Close your eyes, listeners. Christ whose glory fills the skies. Christ the true, the only light. Son of righteousness, arise, dot, dot, dot. Triumph o'er the shades of night to fill us with your heavenly might or that the foes of man and God take flight. The first one. And can I say, it's a lovely verse. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? I want to hear this hymn. That's really, really good. But I think it's number one. All right, so Kieran's saying that it's Christ whose glory fills the skies. Christ the true, the only light, sun of righteousness arise, triumph o'er the shades of night. And Kieran is correct. Hey. Well done, Kieran. Well, I guess my writing of hymns is not quite up to Charles Wesley's standard just yet, Kieran. <laughs> but I'll get you. I'll get it's you. It's good, man. Good effort. They were they were respectable entries. So what what made you, you think know? that it was uh, it was just a gut gut feeling, gut instinct? It just yeah, it just it just felt right. You yeah. know, it just flowed in a way that made sense to yeah. me. Not that the other two weren't, excellent, <laughs> of course. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's good. Well done. All right. Well, to be continued, Kieran. To be continued. <laughs> okay. Okay. The top 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 three three three. Okay, Kieran, for this week's top three, I, I've gone for some, for these next few weeks, I've gone for some rule of three words. Last week I did blood, sweat and tears mm -hmm. and I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, so this week mm. I've gone for stop, look and listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. So listeners, uh, while Kieran thinks about these three words, the top three is three words in the Bible. I've searched these exact words, stop, look, and listen, in the new international version of the Bible. And I have a list of how many times they appear. Kieran just has to rank them from most to least, or least to most, however he wants to rank them. So, Kieran, stop, look, listen. What do you think? Whew. Well, I think that look and listen are competing for first place mm. in my mind. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be the higher ones. I think stop is going to be lower down. Yeah. Um, so is it look or listen? Is it hark or behold <laughs> <laughs> that comes up more in the Bible? That's a tough question. It's a hard one, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say look beats listen. Okay. I, I literally, listeners, saw Kieran flipping a coin in his head just then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are you going for? Uh, clarify the order for us. I'm going to, from most to least, top to bottom, I'm going to go look, listen, stop. Okay, well, let's see what our sound effects department think of your guess, Kieran. Oh! oh. 
Your instinct completely wrong. Your instinct was right. No, it <laughs> stop was least with 71 mentions, yeah. but it was the other way around between look and listen. Uh, look had 251 okay. Okay. mentions and listen 412. Oh, so listen is the most, Ooh. then look, then stop at the bottom. But as a toughie, I need to heed the call to listen in scripture more. <laughs> I've been too stubborn and. Absolutely. That's what, that must be the message it's here. very important to listen, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Just kidding. Well, Kieran, that was a yeah. toughie. I think next week you might have a better chance. Let's see what happens. Bible Facts. Coming at ya with some Bible Facts. Michael and Kieran. With some Bible facts. Coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran. With some Bible facts. Okay, Kieran, as you know, today's Bible fact is about Song of Songs. And uh, mm-hmm. this was a toughie for me. I had to do a bit of digging to come up with an interesting fact. But I think I did, I did land upon one, which is interesting. And has some uh, has some potentially serious connotations. So, fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're gonna get deep with Song of Songs. Um, but just for some background, Song of Songs, as probably most of you know, is an arrangement of love poetry. Um, it's had a lot of different uh, interpretations. Well, three main interpretations really through the history. Uh, there's a Jewish traditional uh, interpretation, which is it's an allegory between Israel and God. Um, actually, it is used as one of the scrolls which are read during religious festivals. It's uh, the the scroll of mm. Song of Songs is is read during the festival of Passover because it celebrates uh, Exodus of the Israelites from Egypt, and they kind of uh, they see it as a love letter from from God to Israel, the people of Israel. Mm. Um, there's a Christian traditional. Uh, kind of interpretation, which is more of an allegory between Christ and the church. Um, so drawing on the, uh, the the verse in Ephesians where it says that, you know, a husband should love his wife like Christ loves the church. And uh, But actually, these days, modern scholars are kind of leaning more towards the fact that it's maybe just an arrangement of Israel's secular love poetry, um, which celebrates the love between a married couple and potentially also reflects mm. of the divine gift of love. The love between a man and his wife is a gift from God and, and can just be celebrated in its own right. I think they came to that conclusion based on a lot of archaeological research where they found a lot of other secular love poetry from uh, from Israel, but also from other ancient Near Eastern societies of the time, uh, just showing that it's kind of it was a thing that was quite popular at the time. Um, and uh, it's interesting. But whichever interpretation you go with personally, um, I was reading through the second edition of A Journey Through the Hebrew Scriptures by Frank S. Frick, one of the books that I was I studied when I first did theology at uni. And uh, and it highlighted something that's just quite interesting. And I think you, you may know this, Kieran, but you might not know you know it. The protagonist of Song of Songs is the only unmediated female voice in scripture. So 53% of the text is spoken by females, about 34% by males, and 13% is unattributed. 
and the thoughts, the imaginations, the words and the yearnings of the anonymous woman are conveyed not through a narrator as Esther or Ruth or other uh, books which deal mm. with a female perspective. It's, uh, it's right. shown through monologues, soliloquies, love songs. It's the only unmediated female voice in scripture. Um, and I think it's mm. kind of amazing, really. And at first, I was worried about bringing that to your attention or the listener's attention because the Bible gets a bad rap uh, from a feminist perspective. But actually, then I thought and prayed about it and I thought maybe it's actually quite hopeful. And actually, maybe it's a call to action for us today because if you think about it, the fact that a book of scripture in an ancient text these poems in the book of Song of Songs, say that 10 times fast, um, <laughs> in its present form, post-date the Babylonian, Babylonian exile. So from about the 5th century BC onwards. But they potentially, some of the poems in there predate that and they could potentially be from the 10th century BC. So they could be, these are thousands and thousands of years old poems in a book of scripture, which is, you know, the most important book in history. You know, to say that there is a book in there, which is 53% from a female's unmediated perspective, considering its context, considering its cultural, the, the time it came from, actually, you, if you read a book that was thousands and thousands of years old from a patriarchal society, and there was not a single unmediated female perspective in it, you wouldn't be surprised. And the fact that even in a thousands of years old society, which is patriarchal and generally undervalued women, I don't think it's too shocking to say that, um, there mm. is this perspective, shows that the unmediated female perspective is so important in, in our world. And actually, rather than saying, oh, look, the Bible shows that women aren't important. Actually, I think it says that the Bible shows that women are important, even in a context in which women were seen as lesser uh, than they should have been. And I think actually, to that extent, it could be a call to us to be like, hey, if even 10,000 years ago, cultures which undervalued women still had these incredible, you know, perspectives of female in their holy books, then how much more should we also advocate for female voices to, you know, magnify unheard people uh, to work for equality. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, Kieran. What do you think? Mm. Yeah, no, I, I've never really thought about this, Michael, and uh, appreciate you bringing it up because I think it's a fascinating fact. And, and I think it's a really beautiful thought that there is a there is a book in the Old Testament that celebrates, uh, you know, the, the agency of a woman in a romantic relationship mm. in that way. Because you're right you know, the popular conception of the Bible. Uh, and it's often the case, I think, is that, you know, that the Bible is to a large extent, or, you know, really in, in some ways, it is, it is very much a, a product of its mm -hmm. time. So, you know, it naturally reflects the attitudes and, and cultural trends of, you know, the context in, in which it was written to some mm -hmm. degree. Um. So in that sense, when we look at it now, it in some ways doesn't look like a, a very progressive book mm. in terms of its attitude towards women. Um, I, I think that uh, 
it's better than people give it credit for in a lot of cases. Mm. Um, but you know, it, it's an old book, and you know we have to we have to take that into account. Um, but yeah, it's just it's beautiful then to have this this sort of um, yeah picture of, as you said, an unmediated uh, female voice, uh, which is wonderful. And in a world where um, and you know you and I were talking about this beforehand. Uh, I don't know how deep we want to go into it on on the show, uh, but you know this is a week where um, you know Sarah Everard was sadly uh, abducted and it seems killed by uh, a, a member of uh, the police. Um, we uh, that's not absolutely that's not I don't think hundred percent proven at this point. So you know it's an ongoing investigation. So uh, don't take my word for it, folks, please. Uh, I'm sure more details will emerge in time, but it seems that that's what's mm. happened. It's also a week where Meghan Markle has faced a lot of criticism for being very open and honest about her mental health. Mm. Uh, and in my opinion, uh, certain sections of the tabloid press have seized on that and uh, been really unfair mm. to her. Um, so we, this this is just to say we live in a world where women still get a raw mm. deal a lot of the time. Um and in and and in this week particularly, it's really refreshing to have a discussion about this passage of scripture mm. that really celebrates the agency of women. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a call to do better um, for everyone. Mm. You know, God created man in his own in his own image, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You know, we are created in God's image male or female and we are of equal value mm. of equal importance mm. our opinions are equal uh, equally important yes we believe as christians that males and females potentially have different strengths and different roles within different contexts but that doesn't mm. make those roles less important or of less value and you know we should yeah. certainly be working as christians in our belief to advocate for women uh, in every area of life and to think, as we know, that it is a daily experience for most women across the world to fear for their safety is a terrible truth. And it's a world, and it's a truth that we have to seriously, you know, search our souls and pray into and work out how we can do better uh, and work out how we can have a, a better world for all people to live in. And this is a key area. Um, so yeah, we we are we are praying into that mm. at Holy Half Hour. We pray uh, for the women uh, that we love and know and love, and women across the world. And you know, we just we challenge you as we ourselves are challenged to do better because you know Scripture has these unmediated female voices. And uh, obviously, I see the irony of two guys who don't have a woman on their podcast talking about how important <laughs> unmediated female voices are, but. Uh, yeah. We're working on that behind the scenes to get more guests onto Holy Half Hour and to potentially have uh, other voices other than our own uh, join us here. So don't worry, we're not resting on our laurels. Um, but anyway, I should get off my soapbox, mm. Kieran. And uh, but I appreciate your thoughts on that. <laughs> Likewise, man. No, it's good. It's good.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's always a pleasure to have you here for Holy Half Hour. We love that we have an ever-growing community. You can get in touch with us, hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. If you want to see the picture of the uh, slightly terrifying woman from Song of Songs uh, on our Instagram or <laughs> Facebook, it's at Holy Half Hour. Uh, I'll put a picture up as we go live with this episode. Um, Kieran, anything to add, my friend? Uh, just to say thank you, Michael, for hosting. And thank you, listeners. We do so appreciate you listening to this show. And it seems our little community is growing, which is exciting. Um, so thank you for, for joining us, whether this is your first one or you've been with us from the beginning. We do appreciate you. And um, yeah, thanks, everybody. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>